Welcome to The Underlay, a Clever Choice podcast, where we go inside and under the flooring industry. And here we are again for another episode of The Underlay, a Clever Choice podcast. And today we've got a special episode, a farewell episode for a great man, a great American, Ian Gust from Clever Choice. How are you, mate? Good, good. How are you doing? Doing very well. And of course, sitting with me is my loyal co-host, uh, Michael Roberts, GM of Clever Choice Flooring. How are you, Matt? Yeah, very well. You look a little under the pump, but also I think you're a little bit relaxed for this one. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. Um, got me got me work boots on, um, ready for a day out um, doing some manual labour. So okay, that'll be fun. Yeah, yeah. It's good to always shut the mind down and get the hands working. That's what they say. That's what they say. But look, the reason we've got uh, Ian with us today is that uh, he's got seven days or ten days left as an employee of Clever yep. Choice. Yep. Um, yeah, ten days, I think, or about seven. Yeah. yeah seven business days? Seven business days. Yeah. Yep. Next Friday, back, uh, heading back, back to the US. Back to the US. Uh, and well, we're going we're gonna to dive right in. Mate, why are you leaving Clever Choice like on a, on a limb like this? Um, well, it wasn't actually a little whim. It's <laughs> been about two months that I, we we've talked and they've known for. Yeah, I know. Um, but it's just I've been here for about four and a half years here in Australia. Um, at this point, I've just got engaged and we're looking long term, and it's just time to go back be closer to family. We yeah. think. Um, yeah, I, I'm from the U.S. My partner, she's from the South America, but her mom lives there as full citizen, everything. So we're we're just, yeah, we're both ready to be closer to family. And that's kind of where the ultimate decision was made. Um, if I was staying here in Australia, I wouldn't be leaving. Yeah. So, but yeah. What was your decision to come to Australia? What drove you to our green pastures of the yeah. Down Under? So it was pretty much I had finished my undergrad. Uh, back in Texas, University of North Texas. What, what did you study? Uh, marketing. Yep. So I just did bachelor in marketing. Um, so when I first decided to come to Australia, I had just finished that. It was within the next month that I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my future. Um, I had done a ton of applications for jobs. Nothing really stood out that I really was like, this is what I want. Um, so... I just started thinking I had always ma- doing a master's degree was always in the in the scope of what I thought I might want to do in the future. Um, but then I was just thinking I never got to do a study abroad like I really wanted to during my undergrad. And so when I started looking for a master's degree, I just said, oh, well, let's look internationally, see what the options are, see how much the cost is. And then we'll make a decision on it after we do that. We'll make a decision on if that is something I actually want to do. Um, so realistically, <laughs> Bond University made it very simple and easy for me to make the decision. I applied and within five days I got an acceptance. And so at that time, as soon as I saw the acceptance, I said, yep, that's, I'm doing it. I'm going, came here, did a master's in international business. Um, and yeah, so it, it was more of a, I'm on my own. I think it's time. I want to, I want to go see the world. Well, that's, that's, r- to Australia that's, r- that's rare in itself for you Yanks. Yeah, it is. It definitely right? is. So, you know, well done. Yeah, it, it's, it's huge. And that's what every time I say people, all my friends, family, like they won't leave Texas. Yeah. And that's fine. And that, that's, that's what they want. But for me, it's like there's, there's all kinds of people and all kinds of things to do out there. I, I want to go see it all. For sure. Was there any other countries... In the um, in the horizon, like when you uh, obviously applied at Bond, yeah. Um, where else were you looking? So I actually had applied to a school in the Netherlands in Amsterdam. Um, <laughs> Good choice. Just, just Good choice. Just a few different options. Yeah. I, I looked in England. Um, ultimately, what made me choose Australia compared to the Netherlands was I'm going somewhere completely new. Everything. The first place I do that for. Let's keep it to an English speaking country. Yeah. And so I, I knew it was going to be a big culture shock and things were very going to be different. But at least if I can speak the language, that side of things isn't as much, um, isn't as difficult. Well, you know what they call a quarter pounder in Amsterdam, right? What? 
Royale with cheese. <laughs> the Royale with cheese. Yeah. Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction. There we go. The nice poster <laughs> behind us there, you know, drawing inspiration. Uh, so you would have been able to handle it, I reckon, mate. Yeah. Just go in and order Royale with cheese. Bit yeah. of Dutch. You're all over it. Dutch, isn't it? Yeah, they're Dutch. Yeah. 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 G- given they speak all of them, for the most part, speaking English. English yeah. But yeah, yeah it, it was just, Australia was also where I wanted to do a study abroad. So it was my always my first option, just because I was like, oh, yeah, it seems cool. I love the beach. Texas, we have beaches, but they're not something you want to go hang out at a lot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And then Gold Coast specifically, I knew when I was moving here, I wanted to come to Gold Coast for that reason. So I looked here. I looked at Bond. I looked at UQ. Um, really, it was just the quickness of Bond that that kind of made it easier to make the decision and just do it. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, even though it probably is a bit more of an expensive school here, when you look at it, for a master's oh. degree compared to the U.S., it's quite even. Yeah, of course. And so expense-wise, there wasn't much of a difference if I wanted to do a master's at home or come here, Yeah, except for the living living expenses are much more. Yeah. So, so before you came, you would have been looking up Australia and um, what's what's the image <laughs> or the expectation? Uh, like, I guess we assume what we think Americans think of us, but what was your thoughts um, coming here? Hmm. What what were you expecting? I expected everybody to be a beachy surfer person, and everybody loves the beach. And then quickly realized, no, that's not true. They're not not everybody's like that. Um, yeah, I I figured honestly, like overall, it was going to be probably the closest in culture and similar to personalities that you would meet in the U.S. Um, obviously, the demographics are quite different. Um, so that that does change a bit, um, but yeah, ultimately, I I didn't think there would be a huge difference. Other than one thing, I did realize is when I I didn't think I thought everybody thought the um, spoke the same language. It's different. <laughs> <laughs> the first week here was a struggle, just trying to people would I could hear conversation. I'm like, I don't know what was just said. I don't know anything, but. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of slang in the yes. Australian language. A lot of sl- probably there's, more than any country in the world. I, yeah. I would think. Yeah, and it's the shortening of words. It's like yeah. every some words don't need to be shortened like that. But it's like oh, like servo. I was like, I don't know what a servo is. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean servo? Are you mate, serving somebody? You're, like, <laughs> mate, you're going to go back and educate a lot of people. Oh yeah, that's yeah. what I, I I was just telling uh, Veronica, my fiance, that I I hope I don't lose the slang. Yes. When we go back, because I, I like it, and I think it would be cool to go back and just have it all and just unconsciously be saying stuff, and everybody else be like, oh, where'd you get that from? Yeah. I made and it the, up. Yeah. Just tell me you made it up. It's my language. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting that um, our image, um, like growing up, Crocodile Dundee, you know, yeah. the, the whole outback. And the Ocker. The Ocker. The Ocker. Yeah. But it, it seems that, um, I guess, Tourism Australia has shifted that image from from the old um, Outback Ocker to now more of a, yeah. a beach-style yep. surfing image. Yep, yep. And one thing, yes, there are a bunch of dangerous animals here. It's way overplayed in the U.S. Everybody thinks you walk into any house, there's going to be a snake falling out there. There's going to be a huntsman <laughs> spider that's the size of your head on the oh, toilet. Like dude. Those are the photos that get circulated, so yeah. everybody thinks that's just common. And it's like... Given I've had to kill quite a few huntsmen, are getting them out of the house. Of course, but they're not. It's and they're not, not even poisonous. They're not even poisonous. <laughs> like those are the ones that I actually tell people. I'm like, yeah. those are the ones that they're not that bad. Yeah. <laughs> you want to keep, keep them in your house? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but, I say to the kids, no, they're going to get rid of the insects. Yeah, I'd rather them than the mosquitoes. Two minutes later, they're dead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's probably the biggest one is the the animals and the dangerous animals everywhere. Everybody thinks they're just. You're walking down the street five seconds, and there's going to be a crocodile walking up to you. And it's like, no, that's <laughs> not really how it works. Yeah. It, it is still uh, um, like a place that people live that it's quite developed. They it's quite funny though, because like, sure, we've got you know, we've got crocodiles, we've got sharks, we've got venomous S- spiders, and snakes. we've got snakes, we've got all these things, right? But we ain't got no black bears, mate, or stuff that can just. That's that's Ooh. another big one. I huh? even yeah. with when we're moving and I talk to people from back there, it's like, yeah, but we live in the outskirts of Houston in Texas. Like we have bad snakes. We have big spiders. We have scorpions. We have all kinds of animals out there that'll come for it like that, that are dangerous just as much. And so to me, it's not really that much of a difference, especially. So 
I say I'm from Houston. I'm actually from about an hour outside of Houston in a small little town. Um, it's called Belleville, Texas. It's 4,500 people population. Wow. And so, it, yeah, it, it's a small town, and we, we have land, and so you're walking out, and it's woods. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's a bunch of dangerous stuff. You can, yeah. <laughs> so Incredible. Did, people, people just see the photos of the big animals, big scary things, and think it's all over the place. But it's like, no, it's actually probably just as bad where I'm from. Well, I guess for every tourism board that's sending amazing pictures of beaches and the outback and all this kind of stuff, there's someone else that's sending all the photos of the yep. poisonous animals saying, yep. don't come. Yep. So it's, uh, you know, you can't please everyone, can you? Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Did you get to travel around Australia while we were here or did you probably just base yourself at the Gold Coast or did you yeah, get around the country? I got to travel a bit. I, the first year I was here, I flew out to Perth and did a week-long little van travel along the southern coast. So we went down Margaret River to Albany, Esperance, and then back up around and did a big loop like that. Um, I was in Sydney, but only for a few days, so it wasn't long-term. And also, I had the flu when we got there. So Amazing. I was didn't really do much. Um, went to Melbourne earlier this year for a weekend, for a long weekend, which was awesome. We went and watched... Uh, uh, who was it? It was Geelong versus Carlton. Oh. Pack stadium, fully yeah. full stadium. It was awesome. We sat five rows back from the front. It was incredible. And then the next night we went to Manchester United versus Melbourne. Nice. Um, so it, it was really cool to see them play as well because I we, we follow soccer quite a bit. Yep. And so to see some of these players that all I've ever seen is I've heard about them for years. Yeah. And now we're actually seeing they're watching them play when – that was never something I thought I would be able to do. Well, it's pretty incredible that, and we'll get to sport because I know you're you're big on your sport. Yes, right? uh, but <laughs> the world has become such a small place now. Yeah, it really has, and yep. I think for and I think that not just from a, a travel perspective and, and holidaying perspective, but I think that the world is taking notice of Australia as a destination for more than just a holiday. Oh, so yeah. we're getting all these international sporting teams, and and it, it is you know it's always been that tyranny of distance for Australia where it's 22 hour flight from the states or yep. it's you know it's a 24 hour flight from the from the from Europe. So but I think people are starting to look the other way with that a bit now. Mm. And I think that we've really become a bit of a bit of a destination because you know we love our sport. Yep. The weather's great. Uh the people are great generally. Yep. Um you know apart from some pockets of the Gold Coast. Got great sporting <laughs> events like Melbourne Park. Absolutely. Uh, we've we got uh, we've got world class venues. Uh, you know obviously first world so there's there's sewerage and there's, you know, proper amenities. Yep. So it's a place to come for not just tourists, but for sporting organisations and for business, really. Um, yep. It's it's a it's an untapped resource here. Oh, it, it is. It really is. Definitely. And I think that, you know, you you busting out, and, and it really is. Like you say, you come from a 4,500 people small town. But So for you to come and get out, that's a real thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it is. And, and we laugh and we mock and we go that, you know, Four percent of Americans have got a passport, or whatever the ridiculous number is. But I don't think you can actually sell short just how impressive that is for someone to come from a, a small town in in outside of Houston and go, "I'm I'm going around the world." Oh yeah. yeah, it's it's definitely helped me grow as a person. Like it's as you said, it's a huge move. It was very very nerve wracking. Obviously, like I'm moving across the world, like. The easiest it would take me to get home is about thirty hours. Yeah. If I needed, if I had to go today, it's going to be thirty hours. And so, when I was in Texas, I went up to Dallas. So I'm from there. I went up to Dallas for university. I was there for four years. That was the furthest any me or anybody in my family had been from the rest of the family. It was about four or five hours to drive. So it was if I need to go home, I can whenever I need. Mm. Mm. But it's still far enough to where it's not just I can't. It just, reeks of effort. It's yeah. a bit of an effort. So it is an effort, but it's not that bad. If I have to go home for the weekend, easy. Coming here, it's like if something goes wrong, if there's any issues, I'm on my own. I have to figure it out on my own. And so it, that was a bit of a learning curve. There was no one to help. It was all on me to figure it out. But in the end, I think I've grown quite a bit from having the experience of doing that. And now, like, I'm, I'm very independent on my own. Um, now I have a fiancé, so it's the two of us, and it works. Like, we, we both are very independent on our own. 
but we work on it all together. And so it's it's a bit easier now that I've been with her for the yeah. past almost two years now. Um, so yeah. you met here? Yes. Yeah. So at my previous job before Clever Choice, um, we had both worked there for together for about two months. Um, took me a bit longer than it should have to get out. She was in and out pretty quick. Um, but after she left is when we started seeing each other. And then, yeah. Well, that's that's the way it has to be done now. Yeah. You're not allowed to yeah. have any relationships with anyone in the workplace, <laughs> are yeah. you, Michael? No. no. We don't condone those no, we sort don't. of behaviours. No, we don't condone people having fun, having a life. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. Woke, wokeness. Well, relationship, fun. Like, at the start it is. Oh. <laughs> Mate, I'm tell- let, let's be honest here. Like, you meet someone at work that you're attracted to, she's attracted to you. You tell me that's not going to be fun. And you're single. Oh, it's, it's not different. fun if you're married. <laughs> 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 that, that's like, that's someone just being completely cruel to you. But, mate, that I, that's the definition of fun. Yeah. yeah you know, well, you're a young man, strapping lad from Texas. Like 25 you know, years I've forgotten about that type about of fun. About fun. <laughs> <laughs> fun for me is painting a wall, well, mowing know, some lawns. Yeah, well, you know, we, we all find our fun in different ways now. You, you mentioned um, your family's got property. Yep. Um. Do you, what, what do you have on your property, and is that sort of the area you're moving back to when you go back home? Um, so in terms of that, uh, it's just my grandparents. They have – it's only about five acres, so it's not too much, but we have – they have horses. They have different animals. Um, yeah, we have a big pond on it. It's just mainly for their house and for them to keep their um, animals there, but they do have kind of a separated little apartment house above yep. their garage that – we won't, that's not where we're going to go long-term. Um, we've actually just last night signed a lease for North Houston. Um, so it's going to be about an hour and a half from my grandparents' house. Okay. Um, but it's close to where my sister lives. And that's ultimately my sister is kind of one of the main reasons I'm going back. She last year just had her first kid. And so I've had my first niece. And although... It's been great being and seeing her grow up. It's been hard not being there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And so yeah, I get to see all the That'll photos. That'll last five minutes, mate, and you'll be oh. like, oh, send me back to the Gold Coast. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> Uncle Ian, Uncle Ian. Yeah. Well, she's her first birthday is in a couple of weeks, and so we're, we're really excited to be there. We'll have her birthday party the day after we arrive oh, to, to the awesome. U.S. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, we're excited. Um, it's crazy. I went, I went back in April last year, and it was about a month after she was born. And so I met her, and at the time, I felt she was so big for being a month old. Yeah. And then now seeing photos, I'm like, oh, my God, she is. They grow quick, She man. has grown so much. They grow quick. But, yeah, that that's one of the huge reasons why I have decided that it's time to go time back for family. For sure. Yeah. Um, to at least be there while she's growing up, while she's learning us. And then in a few years, we might move on somewhere else. Um, but for now, it, we just wanted to go back, be close to that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so be grounded. Keep it. I'm sorry, Michael. Go. You go. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, you know, get back, be grounded, get back to your roots and, yep. you know, sort of look at your next stage in, in creating your own family. Yep, exactly. Yeah, that's that's kind of where we'll go back, get settled, rethink, okay, where where's our long-term goal? What are we wanting to do long-term? And that's kind of what we actually made the decision on leaving was, is we – we had talked about it. We said maybe in the future, like let's we can look at going back. Um, but then over the Christmas break, it was a bit harder being away from everybody again. We tried to look and going, but it round trip was almost five thousand mm. dollars, but for between for one, and so I was like, that's impossible. We can't do that. Um, and then so we just talked about we we're like, is this our long term goal? Do we want to be here for the next twenty years? Yes or no? If it's a no, then it might be time to go now. Rip the band aid. Yeah. Instead of just dragging it out and being like, oh, we'll figure it out later. It's like, let's just make the decision. Let's get it set. Yeah. So that's. So, mate, you said North Houston. Yep. Is that near Minute Maid Park or any. How far away Uh, from Minute Maid Park is it? Probably 30 minutes. Mate. Without traffic. If there's traffic, four hours. Oh, it's. (laughs) Houston traffic is awful. Yeah. Like, I used to work when I lived there. I lived there for about eight months before between uni and moving to Australia. 
during that time, I worked 30 minute drive from my office and it would take me every day, two and a half hours to get home. Really? Two and a half. Because every day it was just that traffic. There was that many people on the road and there was never really accidents. It was just that crowded. Wow. Reminds me of Sydney. Yeah, Sydney's not that bad. Sydney can be bad, but if 30 minutes usually doesn't take two hours, but it can take an hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Sydney's yeah. a nightmare. It's um, you sort of forget living up here on the Gold Coast when you're not in those, I guess, a major city. Well, the closest we got was that couple of weeks ago when the M1 oh. shat itself. Yeah, like you would have felt it because you're down this end. Yeah, yep. you wouldn't have got to work. No. Like it was just turn around. I, I couldn't get I couldn't get seven minutes away. Yeah, right. I turned around and went home. Decided there was a home day and kept my daughter <laughs> home from school. How people live in cities like that on a day to day basis, um, mental health must be. Huge, yeah. those sort of um, regions. Yeah, yeah it's uh, <laughs> that's what I'm nervous now because we signed a house, but I don't have a job yet. <laughs> so I'm really nervous that I end up finding a job an hour on the other side of town, and then yep. it's going to take me my commute every day will be five hours back and forth. And so it's like I'm that's one thing I'm nervous about. But at this point, we we needed to secure a house, so we just did it. We signed yep. signed a one year lease. So if I do find that job, we can relook at it in a year and move closer probably. Um, my partner, she's actually, she's got a remote job now, so she's just signed. Oh, good. Her her company that she works for here has signed her up to work over there, and it'll all be remote. So she's set. Oh, that's pretty cool. So that's really good. So it's now, now I need to find something. <laughs> well, you could be just, you could be renting, Uncle, just babysitting. Yeah, hey, I'll do that. Daddy daycare. <laughs> Daddy daycare. <laughs> uncle daycare. For a week or so. I don't know. I too too much is like okay. I don't know about this. But yeah. Yeah. So Texas. When I think of Texas. I think of rodeos. <laughs> I think of um, the Sixers Ranch from Yellowstone. Sixers Ranch. Uh, I think of guns. Yep. What's your feeling on um, guns and gun laws? Um, going back there, like obviously <laughs> now being in Australia, where we have zero tolerance for yep. guns. Um, what's your thoughts on on that? I definitely think it's way overdone. It. I don't understand why anybody in the general public needs an assault rifle. That just doesn't make sense. What what use is that for? You can't even go hunting for that. Say it, so what's the purpose? You have a handgun. You can work around and say you're for protection because the issue is is so many people do have it that it really would end up being for protection. Like if you're at home yeah, right. and somebody breaks in with a gun, if you're not if you don't have any protection, you're you're in trouble. At the same time, if we can, could get rid of it all, I'd be happy, because then there's no need, mm. there's no there's no reason. Um, the general public only has it for use reasons that are needed. Um, they have hunting rifles because they like to go out and shoot deer, or whatever. But assault rifles just make zero sense. I I really it blows my mind that. Nobody's done anything to change that. And honestly, that's one reason I'm really nervous to go back is because given media does over-exaggerate some things, like being in the U.S., the things you see about Australia are the dangerous animals, all this yeah, kind of, of stuff. When you're here, I don't know if the media I'm seeing is only pointing these nitpicky little things that are big issues or it actually is as divided as they're saying. That's what I don't know. And so it's like, if it's as divided as, a, as they're saying, it's scary. Yeah. But I, I but guess... you so don't know. Yeah, we'll but have to it, see. It's like when we first moved here, so we've been here, this is our eighth year on the Gold Coast, but when we first moved here, we'd watch the local news. And every night on the news, there was, you know, uh, stabbing, robbery, murder, blah, blah, on the Gold Coast. Yep. And invariably, it was in Logan, <laughs> right? And I'm like, well... I said to, I kept saying to my wife, I said, that's like an hour away. Yeah. In Sydney, if you're an hour away, it's miles away. Yeah, exactly. And it's just because it seems like it's relatively close, but it's still, and so you, you, and yeah. everything gets blown out of proportion anyway. Yeah. Oh. <coughs> so you'll probably get home and you'll be like, shit, I don't know what everyone's talking about. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's the thing too. Like there's 350 million people in the country. Unfortunately, with that amount of people, couple bad things are probably going to go wrong every day. For sure. Yep. And so when they you look at the news here and you see 
two things about the U.S. and it's these terrible things. And it's like everybody here thinks that's just everybody's doing that. That's how it is. But it's like, no, that's a couple isolated incidents yeah. within millions of hundreds of millions of people. Yeah. They and polarize such small samples. Well, it's everything. Yeah. It's the minority, right? Yeah. It's yeah. always the minority. Yeah. That's the, the, they rule the world and they definitely rule the news cycle. There's no doubt. Yeah. Given the only thing that is, that definitely is true, like the mass shootings, going back to the guns, get rid of assault rifles. You yeah. can't, yeah, yeah. you can't go spray a gun and hit 10 people if you get rid of assault rifles. Yeah. Yeah. The mass shootings are a scary thing. Oh, it is. And that's, but that's something I've always known. Like yeah. that, that's been there since I was a kid. Yeah. Like the, the Sandy Hook shootings like that. I was a kid. I was in school. Like yeah. I, all these things, the Columbine high school, I, w- I was in school. Yeah. Um, the, there is a theater in Colorado about probably 15 years ago. Now I was in school, like all, all these things I was in school. So it's like, it is scary. So how did you feel as a, a school um, participant seeing these shootings living there? Like, is that something that you sort of think, hey, is this going to happen at our school? Like, It is. You, you definitely think about it. Um, one the good thing, our school was quite good about, they, they, all doors were locked. Like, once the school day started, every door was locked. So nobody could just walk in. Yeah, right. So you don't have people wandering halls and... You do. You you have, like, students and stuff um, walking through the halls. But, like, any... If it's a student, it might be a bit different. Um, but at the same time, we had armed police there. So, like, we, we have people on site that kind of yeah, help right. make that relief a little bit. Um, also knowing that if you want to get in the building, you have to go to the front and you have to be buzzed in. You can't just walk in. Oh, okay. So the so whole building's locked. Is yeah, not, not whole, each classroom. The whole building is locked. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's scary. It is scary, and on a daily basis, you don't really think of it. But when things happen, it really, it really gets brought up. Um, in the past, what year or two, the Santa Fe in Texas, that was a huge deal, and the investigation I think is still ongoing. So they're not that. A lot of things went wrong in that, and. I don't think the school was necessarily prepared, but also I don't, I don't, I haven't looked into it too much, so I don't know the background. But yeah, seeing things like that, like, oh well, my sister just had a kid. I'm looking at in the few, in the next five years, probably gonna be looking to start a family. And I'm nervous for when my kids start to grow up, and are they gonna go to school when something's gonna happen? Like, I, that makes me nervous. And so now it's kind of shifted from me to the future of our family. Yeah. Um, because they're the ones that will start school soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you love your sport. Yes. So that must have been hard moving from the US. Oh, it's hard every day. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, as we talked about the tyranny of distance, the, the time discrepancies make it very difficult to watch live US sport most of the time. Yep. And the beauty I find of US sport is there is something on every single freaking day, right? Yep. So, whereas here from us in Australia, it's predominantly a weekend thing. So, there's seven days between. So, you can't get your fix. Whereas you can be a dead set addict <laughs> yep. in the States every day of the week when it comes to sports. Yep. There's always an overlap between NBA and baseball. Yep. And there's always a game every single day for those two sports every day. Yeah. Yeah. And right. So, other than obviously like all star breaks, there's a few days here and there that nothing happens. But for the majority, I'd say probably 300 and. 50 days a year, there's some game going on in yeah. the evening. And then you throw NFL in there as well. Then you throw NFL, you throw college football, which is just as big, if not bigger than NFL. Like, there's, yeah, it, it's nonstop. Um, MLS, although soccer is not that big in the U.S., seeing the numbers of the MLS, viewership's gone skyrocket over the past couple of years. They've added about four teams in the past three years. Oh, really? The, the viewership has massively grown, so now we even have that. NHL, being from Houston, hockey's not really a thing that we pay attention to. Don't have too much ice and snow down there? No. <laughs> <laughs> we get ice a couple of days a year. We get snow, maybe one. Yeah, right. I, ice is, when when there's a winter storm, we get ice. We don't get snow. Okay. Um, but yeah, because it, it'll snow, it'll melt on the ground, and then it'll freeze. And it's a it, brutal spot, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've I've been when I lived in Dallas, so we went to a few Stars games. But yeah, it's just that—that's the one that I'd probably say ah, I'm 
could go without. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I love the sports. Um, what's your what's favorite? Your, yeah, what's your go to? Basketball. Yeah. Basketball and baseball. I, I'd say it's a pretty big toss up. I, when I, I'd always say when I was in school, basketball was the one I had fun playing and I loved it because it was me and my best friends and we just, it was a great time. Baseball was more serious. I took it more seriously. Um, I had a brighter future in that. I didn't end up going to play college or anything like that. So that, that was never really in the cards. I wasn't that good. Yeah. But it was always something that if I did go to college for a sport, it would have been that. Because that was the one that I was better at. Yeah. So, but, yeah. Now, the Astros make it easier to be a f- baseball fan. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, especially this past year. <laughs> sweeping the Yankees. Always a fun thing to do. Yeah, it's amazing. Um but and given the Rockets, the basketball team there has been the worst team in the league for three years now. Mm. So now I'd say baseball is just better because the team is better. So, yeah. But I still I'll I pay I have their full season subscription for both teams. Um, if I can't watch it, I at least I'll have the notifications pop up to tell me how it's going. Um, but yeah, that's definitely been something that has been a bit harder too. Is that like oh every time if it's not the weekends it's hard to watch yeah and so in the weekends i also have to be at home at 10 11 in the morning if i so i can't really go do stuff if i have stuff to go do i miss the game yeah of course um but yeah it's it's pretty incredible though those like nba tv and mlb tv just the greatest services awesome ever awesome uh the fact that you get a hundred percent coverage of a hundred percent of the games a hundred percent of the time yep just blows me away. So I'm, I'm a, you know, you know, I'm a Yankees guy. You know, I, I don't live in New York, and so I have to go for the Yankees. Yeah. Um, you don't have to. But well, I do. I well, and and yeah. the, I, I, it's legit. It's legit. The, I did go to a Yankees game in 2003 when I was in New York, and it was like I'd already had been following them for some time from afar, but that sort of sealed the deal. But uh, I'm a bit like you, so I I love it. I have I, I'll listen or catch at least probably 125 of the 162 games a year of, of baseball. Yep. Uh, and it's very difficult when you're working, but yep. that just makes again it's that making the world smaller by the service they provide. Yep. So that must have made it somewhat easier. Oh, definitely. And that's one thing that actually when we go back when I go back to Houston, we the blackouts are they won't it won't be the same. Yeah. Because they have blackouts on the TV, you have to watch the local channel instead of yeah. using that. So it's like, well, when I go back, I'll probably end up canceling the two. Get a VPN. I can watch it all anyways, yeah. like just yeah. through local TV. Um, but yeah, at, that part has made it easier. Even like when I, I work from home, I just leave it on the TV so I can hear what's yes. happening. Um, but yeah, it's... But that's one thing that I've always been extremely jealous of, is that just on a random Thursday night or a random Tuesday night, you could just sit down and watch a watch a, watch some sport. Yep. And we just don't get that. Yep. And, you know, that's part of being a country with 25 million yep. or however many we've got <laughs> now and not 350 million. But yeah. uh, at least we've got the U.S. sport that we can lean on when we need to. Exactly. Yeah, yeah no, that's – yeah, that's uh, – it'll be something that I'm excited to go back and every night when I get home, I can just turn on the sport and let it play. Yeah. And that's where – it's like now. Every time we go home at the in the evening, 7 o'clock, it's like, all right, what are we going to watch tonight? Yeah. That's not a discussion anymore. It'll be a sport on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate, I think it'll be a discussion. You'll end up watching maths. Well, <laughs> you'll be streaming maths from like seven mate. The good thing is the Veronica's a huge sport fan too. Oh, well, there you go. So it's perfect. She yeah. she's played soccer her whole life. She loves it. Yeah. We we're both Chelsea fans as well. Unfortunate. So yeah. Right now, we're very unfortunate. It's <laughs> been a hard, uh, hard season. Well, your team didn't lose seven nil yesterday, so that's okay. Oh, that always was a good insane, thing. wasn't it? <laughs> seven, from nowhere, from seven nil. They've been the best Oof. team in the league for the last six and a half. Oh, I watched man. the highlights last night just to make fun of them. <laughs> it was bad. One of my one of my good friends from back home. He's a huge Man U fan, so it, it was fun to see that happen. Yeah, <laughs> three nils of flogging. Like what's seven nil? Seven oh. nil's bad, man. It's seven historic. Really bad. That's Liverpool's. Second best win ever. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, it, I, I couldn't believe it when I heard that last night. <laughs> Again, I don't watch much soccer, but 7 you know, I had to actually watch the highlights. And Liverpool have been terrible. Yeah. They haven't terrible. been Terrible. <laughs> They've been better than Chelsea, but not good. Yeah. Chelsea's been uh, very hard to watch this year. I was very excited watching Arsenal be 2-0 down. 
was. I thought, how good is this? The, the crumble starting. Same. And then I, bang, bang, bang. I was like, I oh, had it up. I God. stayed up till the middle of the night, had it all on. I had Chelsea playing. Luckily, they somehow magically pulled out a win for the first time in what, two months almost. And then I had uh, my computer open with the Arsenal just because I saw that they were down. I was like, yes, let's go. <laughs> yes. And then magic. It was. Uh, it was it I think was it, it's definitely their season. Uh, I think I think that proves that after, probably is. After that, uh, they, those things like that have to happen, and mm. it's happening for them. So, yeah. unfortunately, yeah. as a well, Chelsea fan, we don't want Arsenal to ever do good. Nah, never. You looking forward to getting back seeing some live games? Yes. Yes, we actually already have it set up the first <laughs> – Tuesday and Wednesday, we'll go Tuesday to Rockets and Wednesday to Astros. Wow. And Astros' first week is that week, and the Rockets' last week is that week. Well, at least you got your priorities straight. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. You, so got, you, got, you got sport booked in before a job. Yep. <laughs> like, <Yeah. there> <laughs> no, well, the, the missus has got a remote job, mate, so he's fine. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. No, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> you can just sit back and now watch sports. So, is, is, so you, t- you, you mentioned earlier that about uh, cost of living. Yep. Right, so... It's cheaper back in the states to live. Oh, much cheaper, yeah. and especially in Texas. I don't know, like other elsewhere. First thing, there's no state income tax, so there's the national one, but from the state level, there's none. So that alone probably saves you four or five percent. I don't yeah. know exactly. Yeah. Um, but compared to like, if, if you ever look at it, um, like just to go back to sports because they make so much yeah, money. Of course. The amount, if you made the same amount in Texas as you do New York, you probably your actual income that you get is probably double. That's why Jacob DeGrom signed with Texas. Exactly. Hmm. And so state income tax automatically gives you a bit more in uh, your, your paycheck, but also rents, especially here in Gold Coast. I don't know. I'm assuming everywhere else, but it's just gone crazy over the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, food, everything is just easier, cheaper. Yeah. Like I'm, we essentially, without the, Translation U.S. dollars, we're essentially paying two hundred dollars less a month than we are now. For now, we live in a two-bed, one-bath townhouse. They will have a two, two-bath, three-bedroom, massive backyard house, and we're paying two hundred dollars less a month. Wow! And now that we're leaving, they're actually increasing our rent for the next of people up a hundred dollars. Yeah. So, if we were to stay and re- renew, we'd have to pay an extra hundred every week. And so, the cost of living is much better. Yeah, <laughs> in every aspect, almost every aspect. Yeah, right. So to go, so you're saying you're going to see the the Rockets and, and the Astros. Yep. What's that going to set you back? Uh, it's not too bad. It's well, with the Rockets, we have ways to get tickets for free from <laughs> friends, family, friends. Perfect. Um, with the Astros, depending on how good you want a ticket, it can range from twenty bucks at the top to couple hundred at the bottom so we'll probably jump in the middle about a hundred yeah i'd say yeah hundred for a good seat where you can actually see the entire field and you're close enough to where you can actually see what's happening yeah because that's the thing in baseball and bell's tiny I yeah. mean, if you're up in the state up in the top you can't really see very much everything yeah how many people do your baseball stadiums hold um i think minute mage probably about 30 40 people thousand okay it's no, a, it's an no. incredible stadium. About yeah. the same size as sort of Suncorp, a little bit smaller than Suncorp. Yeah, but, but the, the field's the half the size. Well, right? the, the, it's only two thirds that people sit in, right? Yeah, yeah essentially, you don't yeah, sit and minute and like you. Yeah, they've it, got all the stuff at the end of the. Yeah, on that on that left side. Yeah, there, there's no stands really. So no. like, if you knock that down, it's and an amusement stands, park. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hey, I'll take it. That's quality. It's a dome. It's a dome. Oh, I think it's an awesome stadium. I had. One of my friends a few years before we actually moved here, he's gone. He's from Atlanta, so he's been to the Braves. He's been to L.A., San Diego Stadium, yeah, and Chicago. And we took him to Minute Maid, and he was like, oh, this – he was, like, thinking it was the coolest because yeah. just the way it's set up, it's a dome. The roof could be open or closed, but it still feels quite enclosed. Yeah. Um, and then just the uniqueness of how the backside of it's built and yeah. having that whole – the railroad up at the top. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, yeah, that – Fun fact, that's actually because the main railroad station in Houston from probably the 1800s was on that site. Oh, really? And so part of that back, back side of the stadium in um, left field is still the building. And so they just remodeled it. They've built the stadium to connect to it. Oh. And so the big team store is in the in the station. Right. Yeah. So it's really 
they've worked to build it into the city. And going from the Astrodome, which is the eighth wonder of the world in the new world, because it was the first massive stadium dome built like that, which now is unfortunate because it just sits there. Yeah. They don't use it for anything. It's just an empty building, which they could probably do quite a bit with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm excited to go back for the sports. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Incredible. So have you caught any um, NRL games? Or you said you met you caught an AFL game <laughs> down in Melbourne. Well, you tell me. We I went with you to the NRL, and <laughs> oh. as you say, that was the one, the one I went to, and you to this day say it's the worst game you've ever seen. So what was it? <laughs> tell me, fill me in. It was Gold Coast versus who? West Tigers oh. last year. It was, nine, oh, it was like a gosh. repeat of this uh, West game. Gosh. Nine to and six, I think uh, it was the final, <laughs> and all all points were scored. The last two minutes, maybe. Oh like yeah, it was. <laughs> it was a woeful game, actually. I, I do remember that now. <laughs> and um, you know, the Tigers have got no better this year. With no, all they the didn't look good on the weekend. No, and I heard, what, what team buys a captain, brings him over, and then sits him on the bench? That was an incredible move. Like, incredible come on! Move. And then already they're down, and then they decide, oh, let's bring him on now. Yep. Like, you're already on the back pedal. You got to think, did he? Did he do something wrong this week? And maybe that was punishment. <laughs> Because it was a very odd decision. Yeah, just uh, I think some of these coaches like they tr- they over strategize. Yeah, yeah you know, think okay, well let's keep him off for twenty minutes, get him fresh, and he'll play him sixty minutes hard. Yeah, but then you're not thinking, well, what happens if the team just slow starts off slow? Your key player sitting on the bench, you can't bring him on in five minutes no. because then you've just wasted your interchange. So, yeah, I just I. I don't understand. Yeah, you know, um, it was, it was and mind. I guess with everything the Tigers have done in the off season, all the changes, so the expectation from the fans yep. um, was, hey, we're going to come out and actually make a difference, and to see that, and then see some of the decisions, and it's disappointing yeah. <laughs> being a Tigers fan. Um, but you know, Manly played. Mm. They played well. Played yeah. really well. Daly Cherry earns a hat trick. Yeah. yeah. Um, Turbo's back. Uh, I'm, a try. I'm loving that uh, footy's back. Yeah. Or, you know, even though the Tigers are very um, disappointing. It's just, always good, isn't it? Footy season, the start, that this first six weeks is pretty exciting. We're all pumped for it. Yeah. Then, it then it becomes a bit of a grind, you know, through the middle there. Yeah, yeah. Especially once our teams turn out to be pretty shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once you start getting into the <laughs> <I> get season. <laughs> the Rockets are there for me. I all, off season, I was like, yeah, they've been the worst team the last two years. Yeah, They can take a step up. And they've actually gotten worse somehow. <laughs> it blows my mind, and I don't get it. Um, I'm hoping the lottery that comes mm. for the draft gives you know, us some luck and gives us a number one pick finally. Yeah. After three we years. need something. Uh, yeah, we need something. And the number one pick, he'll be help. Yeah. yeah there's it, nothing worse when your team's like the wooden spooners. I don't know what you guys call them, but it's just, it's very. Um, you know, Michael's, you know, he's a beaten man. <laughs> a West Tigers fan. Well, you can't get worse, right? You're like yeah. you can't get. The only worse. way is up. The great yeah. words of of, of Yaz, oh, the great yeah. '90s pop singer. Exactly. <laughs> the only way is up. Uh, so, um, just so everyone knows, um, even though Ian G knows nothing about NRL, he pulled off our tipping um, comp last year <laughs> by a landslide to the point that I think he got to about two rounds to go, and the rest of us just started pulling out. Yeah. Well, and then now no this, emotion. Year, this year they decided to put money into it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're like, and are you going? Are you going? Yeah. Okay, it's 50 yeah. in each. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the star's gone. Yeah. So now there's a chance for everybody else. But yeah. I, that, I reckon that's that's quite telling because you've got no dog in the fight, right? It's You, yeah. you can no, just I, be strategic about it. You I can actually off, look at the form. and the numbers, what, yeah. who, pretty much what are the odds saying? And then yeah. I look into kind of – their past five games, how are, how are people going right now compared to the odds? Yeah. Who's at home? How do they do at home? I kind of go off that. Just general. Have you given view. Michael your um, you know, your tip guide to tipping well? No, I will. I'll, I'll let him win this You'll year, let him so. in. You'll yeah, let I've got to get in on the inside yeah. um, syndicate. Just a farewell. Just a farewell <laughs> present. Well, it's, I do Literally, the way I do it is the same way as if I was betting on a, sport, on a game. Hmm. I do the same research to know, yep, okay, this team is – underdogs technically but there's a really good chance they pull it off so then i would just throw it on them yeah. and say see what happens yeah. and i think it definitely helps when you you don't have um a team yeah oh, in the comp definitely because you know tigers sure. there's 20 games what 23 games 
So potentially they're going to lose more than they win. <laughs> so there's going to be a lot where your heart goes, they're going to get up, get across the line. Even though all the odds, all the stats say otherwise, mm. you have that hope that your team's going to get up. And yeah. then then there's the opposite where you don't back them. And then you think, I'm going against my team and then they win. Yeah. And then it puts that doubt in your mind for the next week. Oh, yeah. I'll, I, so if I say I do a, um, a multi with multiple games at once, if my team's playing, I will... I'll scratch that game off. I won't touch it yeah. because I either play with my heart and say, oh, they can pull it off this day, Yeah, and they don't. I've had multiple times where I've put a six-leg, seven-leg baseball multi on, which because it's so up and down, any game can go to anybody. The odds are usually really good. And I because I put the Astros, I lost everything. They were the only team to lose. Yeah, Or I'll pick them. Or I, I'll, I'll pick them to lose, and then they win. I'm then like, we, oh, of course. Yeah. Like, There's too much heart yeah. emotion into the decision around your own team yep. that I totally agree. They're, they're the one team that I don't bet on or yep. bet against. Oh, never. Um, I won't touch it. Mate, you should bet against them every week. <laughs> <laughs> At least you're making yourself money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> is it? You'd be I might, might sad lose the tipping comp, but I'll um, win on the betting side of it. That, that's the thing now with the Rockets. I can be like, oh, well, if I just bet $10 every game, I'll win probably yeah. quite a bit because yeah. they're losing 75% of the games. Yeah, exactly right. In saying that, I do notice that you've um, snuck your way into our comp, even though you are heading home. I have. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't notice that happened. I, I've i done that to hopefully keep up with the NRL and the AFL. Yeah. So I, that's kind of why I did it because I was like, oh, I know if I go back, it's going to be hard to follow, so I'm yeah. just not going to do it. Yeah. So I, and I like this two sports. I like watching them, and so I, I want to keep up with them. So I think this is going to be the easiest way to know what's happening on a weekly basis. Yep. Just go through. I'll have to pull up the odds because the new one doesn't show us the odds anymore when you're selecting, so I'll have to pull that up mm-hmm. and see what's going on. But, yeah, uh, I'll try to keep up with it. And then you'll just wire me the money. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I might have to fly over and visit you yeah. and personally deliver. <laughs> I go. think that that'll definitely like have to happen. <laughs> so it's worth the 30 hours. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, you know, the States is somewhere that I've always, um, I guess, endeavoured to go. Yeah. Never really had a reason to go. Uh, there's always been other places on my bucket list yeah. prior to the States. But, yeah, now that we've um, forged a good friendship over the last couple of years and yeah. – um, and I guess that's the thing, you know, working at Clever is we all work together, but we also, you know, go out and party together and um, have great relationships that, you know, I'm sure we'll keep. Um, yep. Yeah, definitely. So, so mate, just, and this is probably a good little segue to, to sort of round stuff up, but give us a little brief overview of your time at Clever. Like, <laughs> what have you learned? Like, um, what lessons are you taking back to Texas? That I can take on and manage to work on pretty much anything that's thrown at me. Um, as Michael knows, I've pretty much taken all roles within the office at some point and managed it. And a lot of it is I'm having to figure it out from the start, but I, I manage my way and I end up doing it and I can do it fine. And so I guess that's really one thing is just being able to know that even if I'm not sure if I know how to do something or if I'm not sure if I can do something, I can. You can back yourself. Just yeah. back yourself. I can back myself to do whatever job's thrown at me. Yeah. I think that's rule one in life, really. Just But if you you know, if you don't back yourself, no one else will. Yeah. And we all know. We're all making it up, mate. Yeah. Well, and that's what I, I said it to you before we started is my confidence to do things like this. Before I moved here, if you asked me to be on a podcast, I would never say yes. Yeah. I just – public speaking – doing something like this where I know it will end up being going to the public, I get way too nervous. I would not be able to do it. But being here, it's kind of opened that up where, yeah, yeah I was nervous a bit before we started, but now I'm just yeah. fine. I have no, I don't feel it at all. Yeah. And so, yeah, uh, public speaking, just being out, just the talking, it's gotten – my confidence has definitely grown quite a bit since being here. Um, yeah. Well, I guess that one thing you can take back to the States is that you know, you're one of the few, you know, you're going to be one of the few in that, in, especially in, in Texas that yep. have forged out and not only just gone out of the state, but gone out of the country yep. and not only gone out of the country, but gone the furthest away possible. Oh yeah. And that's, that's mm. the thing is like, I, a big lesson that I've taken is I can deal with being uncomfortable. It was, 
it's been a struggle. It, it's been hard. It's been difficult for many different reasons being here. Um, mentally draining and before it, going through bond, the living situation, like everything that I dealt with during the four and a half years I was here, it's given me, yeah, it's been uncomfortable, but I, I've managed and it gives me the ability to know that I can work through being uncomfortable mm. and I'll be fine. Yeah. And I can do it. And even when things are hard, I can, I can deal with it. Yeah. So. Oh, great. Yeah. Excellent. It's definitely been an asset to Clever Choice. And as he said, um, you know, I know you're going to do well in life um, at anything you do because every challenge that I've thrown at you and, you know, I've thrown you some curveballs. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, he's just taken it on, uh, implemented new systems and, um, you know, you're a great problem solver. So, yeah, Thanks. you know, you're going to be um, deeply missed by especially myself, um, but I know the whole, the whole entire team. Oh, um, I think Cindy tells me every day that she's not right. She don't want me to go. She needs me there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're a good support person. You know, you're a calming person. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty passionate and bring a lot of energy. Um, and I find you create that calmness within the office. And obviously, like you know, Cindy said, she's going to miss you. And I know a lot of the other staff are going to miss you um, for having that calmness and ability to listen. Um, ability to sort of just be there and um, and I you know I know our customers sort of have that as well. You're generally the first <laughs> person on the phone, um, and you just 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 a great all round guy. Thank you, thank you. So you know, thank you for coming into our lives and into our company. Uh, and yeah, this is not the end. No, no uh, this is just the just the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Mate, I'll tell you what, it's been it's been an honour getting to know you over these last couple of years at, for Straight Up Digital. We've enjoyed working with you. We've worked really closely with you. Yes. Uh, and it's been a joy. We we love the relationship that we have built with, with Clever Choice, which is, you know, we've now got the podcast and, you know, I've now got someone that I can go and visit when I go and see Dealey Plaza. Um, and, mate, all the best. Yeah, thank okay, you. I can't wish any more uh, good for you. Uh, you're a great fella. Thank you. Uh, you'll be sorely missed, and uh, it's been an absolute joy having you in the panic room this morning. And mate, I reckon that'll do us. Yeah, thank yeah. you guys very much. It's been it's been fun. I've actually enjoyed it. Yeah, <laughs> and maybe maybe we touch base over when we we can pipe you in. Yeah, you if know? because the the wonders of of modern technology. Let's see. It's only it's about four thirty there. Perfect. Four thirty afternoon. in Houston in the afternoon. Yeah. So I'd just be getting home from work probably. Yeah. Yep. So you left at two thirty uh, to get home from work. Got home at four thirty. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had an early day. If I, if I leave at twelve o'clock in the afternoon, I'll get back by now. Yeah. But exactly. yeah, no, it, it's definitely. Yeah. Fine. Absolutely. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Mate, all the best. We'll speak soon. Yep. Stay safe. Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Matt, and thank you, ENG. Okay. We'll see you in a couple of weeks for another episode of The Underway. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to The Underlay. If you want to hear more, follow us on all good podcast platforms.